Hi everyone, this is Jack and thanks for tuning in and downloading today's episode. As we embrace 2021, Monica and I just wanted to say thank you for all your continued support and great feedback. Please don't forget to sign up for our mastermind group at visualwow.com slash mastermind. The content continues to grow. You can often catch live events as well as sign up for online portfolio reviews with either Monica or myself. Again, thanks for all your support. And now, on with today's episode. Next up on Visual Wow. We, we've become a boutique outsourcing company that can pretty much handle any type of job function that can be performed remotely 100% of the time. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Visual Wow. The podcast for people passionate about live events. We're obsessed with creating and capturing those wow moments. This is the place the top pros come to share their secrets. Now, here's your host, Jack Hartsman. Welcome back, Visual Community. I'm Jack Hartsman, your host, and very excited to bring Mark Zucker back to the program, CEO, founder of Zookbinders Incorporated, Chicago, Illinois, and co-founder of MCVO Talent Outsourcing. Uh, we spoke to him earlier this year about the same subjects. We're going to do a deep dive today into outsourcing. Mark, welcome back to the show. Thanks, Jack. Listen, uh, you have been beating me over the head about this for years. You finally started uh, making your way into my head when uh, when COVID hit, and that was nearly a year ago. And uh, I jumped off the bridge with you, or into your pond, shall we say, and started using your outsourcing services uh, in April, I think. And it has completely not only changed my production uh, throughout COVID, but I am now about to restart my business, uh, hopefully as the vaccines get out and the event world comes back. And uh, MCVO seems to be not just part of my business now, but it looks like it's going to dramatically change my business in the future. I can't thank you enough for hitting me hard enough over the head to finally get through. It's been amazing for me. Uh, so, Mark, I know what you do for photographers. I know what your team has done for me personally. I will talk about that as we get more into the program today. But what do you do beyond photographers? What other parts of the community, the uh, industries, uh, whether it's photographic or related or otherwise, what exactly are you doing outside of the photographic world? It's interesting to answer that. I got to tell you a little bit about our history. The outsourcing business started as a result of Zookbinders, our wedding album company, needing to cut costs in all departments. So Zookbinders ended up with overseas album designers, customer service reps, bookkeepers, programmers, virtual assistants, photo editors, video editors. It's, it's really, we, we've become a boutique outsourcing company that can pretty much handle any type of job function that can be performed remotely 100% of the time. So bookkeeping is, you know, photo has kind of been our, our number one track because that's where we started. And we have a lot of photographers and other businesses related. But I look at it more, not so much in terms of industry, but in terms of position, like every company needs accounting and bookkeeping. That is a really big part of our business today. So as the event industry starts to uh, pull its head out of its shirt and wake up again uh, outside of the photographic industry, I know that one of the things that you offer is virtual assistants. 
um, along with things like bookkeeping that could really help, especially struggling businesses who don't have the money to bring in their big name talent that they've laid off over the last year and, and they're in the next several months going to be starting their businesses up again. Um, how, how do you explain that to someone to let go a little bit and, and try to take advantage of the resources that you offer in uh, MCVO? So what's interesting about virtual assistants, and that's that's a relatively, when we did our first podcast a few months ago, we were just getting started with it. I kind of lump into the virtual assistant bucket, customer service and telemarketing, because it really requires the same skill set. It's got to be somebody who is customer facing, who has a minimal Filipino English accent and knows their way around and is confident talking to others, whether it's prospects, existing clients, or business owners. And what we're seeing is a lot of companies are restarting. Telemarketing has actually been really busy because for companies that are trying to reinvent themselves and pivot, they're buying lists, they're finding that they just need to call on a lot of people and they just don't have the bandwidth, or quite honestly, it gets exhausting. So we're getting a lot of help for that. And virtual assistants have been, just in general, become really popular as more and more executives and business owners are getting comfortable with, I'm working from home, I'm doing everything, and I really am, it's just not in my best interest to do everything. So they're figuring out what tasks can be delegated to somebody who's making $11 an hour instead of what their rate would be. So one of the questions that we talked about last time and one of the things that I think most American business owners think about when they hear the word offshore long before they hear the word Philippines is we're taking jobs away from Americans. And I'm going to answer the question for you so that I don't a have to ask you the same question I asked you several months ago because I'm here to tell you that because of the talent that I'm now using from your team in the Philippines, a web designer and a production person in the photography side, not to mention a videographer, sorry, not videographer, video editing uh, part of your business, I am able to do two and three times more with the same resources that I was doing before. Also, because of the time difference between us, which is typically 12 to 13 hours, depending on daylight savings time, I'm on the East Coast. I'm able to go through a business day and realize what I'm all about, what I need to get done by tomorrow, send it off to my team in the Philippines, wake up at 8 or 9 o'clock tomorrow morning, come to my desk, and everything is waiting for me. Now, not everything takes one day and gets done overnight, but I cannot even tell you what a pleasure it is to need a website page built or an edition done or a portfolio updated. I send an email to the person who's working on my website, and I have like 99% confidence that tomorrow morning, uh, my everything that I need done is going to be done. And I, I really, I know we've been friends for a long time, but this goes far beyond friendship. It has dramatically and profoundly changed my business, my business model. And, and for all those that are in the visual community, I implore you to really think about this as an option for you as we all start turning our machines on and, and getting back to business again. So I, I read a, and I'm glad you've had a great experience with it so far. It's been fun to watch you. And I'm, I started reading an audio book a few months ago called Who Not How, which is 
recommended for any entrepreneur. And it basically says, we as entrepreneurs, as we get into new things, whatever, however we define a new thing, a new market, we need a new technology, oftentimes our inclination is to figure out how to do it ourselves, make sure we understand it, and then teach others. This book says we're approaching it 100% backwards. It's saying when you have a task, hire an expert, hire a who, who can do it for you, figure it out, because that's not where your value is to the company. And what you've experienced by having a web, you know, like, for example, a website designer, you're a techie from, from way back when, and we're probably building websites before half the people even knew what a website was. But you've also realized that that is not the best use of your time. And hiring a website designer who designs websites all day long is probably going to be more up to speed on how to build it correctly anyway. Well, and, and the fact that I actually do have a technical background, I so enjoy being able to talk at the same language um, with, uh, with my team over there because I understand what they're talking about and they appreciate the fact that we can, we can talk that language. And also, but I realize I don't have to do that. They really are top-notch people, both on the photographic side and on the website. And the learning curve was literally a few days. It was not the weeks or months that I expected. I'll even give a, a shout out to the video team uh, in the fact that I'm a risk taker. I'm a forward thinker. I try to please people or tell people they need something before they've realized it. And I'm willing to go out and shoot some video or have one of my other shooters shoot video over my shoulder for a project. And I can send some raw footage over to your people. And for under a couple of hundred bucks, I can get a 60-second montage or highlight clip to tease my client with something that they want to do. Where if I was keeping that in-house, that project not only would take two or three weeks, but it would cost me six or $700 or more in editing time. And I want to go on the level here with you that I have spoken personally to a lot of the people that I'm working with from your team. They so appreciate the jobs that we are giving them. They so appreciate and are so enthusiastic about the work that they're getting and the responsibilities that they're taking as part of our team. Not that I'm saying anything about the millennials that we deal with here in the U.S. of A., but I got to tell you, it is a re it is a refreshing sound to my ears, the word thank you. When I'm done with an email or I'm done with a conversation, I, I really enjoy my morning Skype conversations with, with Manila. And, and the guys that work there, the ladies that work there, they are so appreciative and so on top of the work that we're giving them. It, it, it has really been game-changing for me and for my team. You know, Filipinos are, are great people. My, I got into this business because my COO at Zookbinders, and her name is Cherry Orlina, is Filipino born and raised. And even though she's lived in the US longer than she's lived in the Philippines, she is 100% Filipino. And they are a humble, respectful, hardworking, appreciative. And they especially like doing work for US companies. In fact, if, if you're a lot of times we'll hire somebody for a customer service or a telemarketing position, and they came from working for a local company in the Philippines. And it's a step up and it's bragging rights among their peer group. I'm supporting an entrepreneur in New York City. I'm supporting a, an entrepreneur in San Francisco. And it's kind of cool. It's, it's really bringing the world closer together. 
It's like having a pen pal from when we were little kids and they encourage us to write and find somebody overseas. But these are people that you're working on as, as business partners on a daily basis. Well, I'm going to give a shout out to my buddy Rodney Regala out in San Diego, somebody who you and I have both known for a very, very long time. Uh, Rodney is, is one of my best and dearest friends back to the Monty Zucker days in the late 80s and early 90s. And he is uh, Filipino. And I always say that I, I am his son's godfather, that when I go to visit in San Diego, I have I, I pick up 50 or 60 extra cousins uh, as soon as I cross into San Diego. So to all of my Regala and Filipino cousins in Southern Cali, uh, this is a big shout out. They really enjoy the fact that I am now supporting Manila, supporting the Philippines and and uh, and and as far as hardworking, there there is there is no no harder. And and I just it's really been an amazing thing for me and and for my company. And so to those of you that are on the fence that think that you're taking American jobs away and things of that nature, honestly, what you're doing is you're allowing yourself to be able to continue to employ Americans because you are outsourcing the stuff that you really can't afford to pay 25 or $35 an hour for here in the States. And, and you're getting three and a half, four times done, four times more done for the same amount of money offshore. And what Mark and his team has done is they've really connected the dots and made this an almost seamless turnkey operation. I'll go one step further for the photographers that are listening. Most of you know that I, I mentioned Zookbinders on a regular basis on this program. And Mark, one of the things that he has done over the years uh, is that he stayed technologically ahead of the game. And their computerized system, their expedition of getting albums out to clients, their ability to know exactly where an album is in production at any phone call is, is a lot to do with the fact that they've stayed technologically ahead of the curve. And from what you've told me, Mark, part of how MCVO became a company is because you couldn't afford to keep that level of talent going in the U.S. and in order to keep Zookbinders being a number one company, you, you had to come up with this other, this other circumstance. So we had, Zookbinders has been around, this is our 26th year. And for the first 15 years, we had great growth. The industry was very healthy. There were three photographers in every major suburb. They all did well. All the vendor did, vendors did well. It was a, a healthy ecosystem. And then about 10, 12 years ago, things changed. And, you know, for a lot of reasons, which we're all aware of, but it was basically technology disrupted it. And then suddenly for an album company like us, there was over a period of a few, of a few years, 50% of the volume that we were used to seeing. So we looked around and said, we really have a couple of options. We can either close down in a year or two, or we can pivot and think about ways on how we can reduce costs by shifting jobs overseas. And we started doing this in 2010. We had at the time an office staff of 25, and over the next four to five years, we moved 20 of them overseas. And yes, there were a few people in the States that lost their jobs, but if we didn't do that, we probably would have shut the company down six, seven years ago because we would not have been profitable. So we look at it as it saved the remaining office jobs and it saved our production staff and all the vendors and all the photographers that we support. It was unfortunate, but the economics of our industry dictated that we really didn't have much choice. It's really not much different than certain manufacturers that now their entire supply chain is overseas, whether it's China or Vietnam or some other country where the costs are lower. If you don't do that, the market is not willing to pay twice as much for your product, whether it's a vacuum cleaner or a bicycle. 
Well, let's kind of go back to the the reality that most of us in the event industry, it doesn't matter if you're a caterer or a photographer, most of us in the event industry are are puttering along at at 10 to 20% of normal capacity which if you if you jettison most of your of your help and owners step back into the work of doing things that they probably haven't done in 10 or 20 years myself included we're surviving we've cut our overhead we've cut our payroll and we're able to we're able to to make things happen and make ends meet well ladies and gentlemen all of you in the event community that are listening you know what's coming down the pike now in the next four six eight ten months we're going to start having to turn our machines back on to get ready for the events and the problem with that are most of us are not profitable until we're at 70 or 80 percent capacity we can survive at 10 or 20 percent because we've cut all of our overhead but as soon as you get to 20, 30, 40, 50 percent capacity, you have to have your offices back open. You have to have your support staff back in place. You have to have your your chefs or your designers or your truck drivers or your whatever back in place. And for many of us, the hardest part of this process is going to be the ramp up. And Mark, we've talked about this before. It's almost like taking your existing business, mine more than 20 years in the game, and being a startup all over again. Well, we're starting from scratch, and we all know that many startup companies, the majority actually, three out of five, fail in the first five years. We don't have those options. I think MCVO is an incredible bridge to, to get over that gap time, reduce your costs, let you get back up on your feet without feeling the pain of payroll taxes and insurance and medical leave and all that other kind of stuff that goes along with it. I, I, I'm actually looking forward to the ramp up uh, and seeing how it works out for my team. So again, kudos to you and Sherry for what you've created um, and, and kudos to the whole team uh, at MCVO, who by the way, get a real kick out of the fact that I'm not just a customer, but a podcast host and that we're friends and you're their boss and they think it's really funny that we have this little triangle where we're talking about them in front of their backs. <laughs> so, you know, as I think about the event community, there are certain vendors, I mean, the venues, there's really not a lot of, of help that they can get from an outsourcing company. You know, they need chefs, they need servers, they need decorators and, and people cleaning up and setting up. And, and that's really hard. But a lot of, a lot of companies can benefit from Outsource bookkeeping. Bookkeeping is a relatively easy position to transition. We're also doing a lot of telemarketing and, and, and customer service type work. You're really fortunate, Jack, in that in the on the photography space, photo and video, there's a really big opportunity to take advantage of the the lower cost of all the post-production because it's so post-production centric. So I'm not surprised that you know you've had a good experience and and, and I also give you a lot of credit. I think you've built like 10 websites in the last three months. You're rebranding and putting individual landing pages of all your photographers and taking advantage of the downtime instead of sitting around and complaining, which is what a lot of people are doing. You're actively upping your game and upping your online presence so that when things do turn, WTA is going to be at the forefront and ready to capitalize. 
Well, I appreciate I appreciate you seeing that, and and it's definitely it's not inexpensive, but it is a whole lot more affordable because of the talent that I've been using from MCVO. I have Monica and I both. We have always tried to look for opportunities. My background in business and marketing has always taught me that, you know, the the time when we should be doing the most marketing is when times are good, but when things get bad, you don't stop marketing. And in my career, of which um, I'm pushing four decades in the wedding photography business, but but honestly, in true hardcore business, having a staff, it's been about 30 years, and and I just think that we've had a rare opportunity to take a pause, completely involuntarily, completely painfully, uh, financially nearly crippling. But it ain't going to happen again. Not, I hope to God, and not in our lifetimes. We have an opportunity to take a pause, evaluate our businesses, and make the changes that we, we can make so that when we come out of these dark times, we're ready to go. We're optimized. Our marketing is fresh and clean. Um, as you mentioned, we used to have one website for all of our photographers at Washington Talent, and now I've built out websites for everybody individually. And we actually had our very first hit today on Ricardo's website uh, that was found organically. I don't know how it got there. I haven't had time to analyze it. Today is Sunday. Um, but but we, it literally just came in an hour before you and I got on this call today, and I couldn't be, I couldn't be more thrilled. It's, it's make, cool. It's really make cool. Make it good good point about marketing and and i agree with you it's it it sounds counterintuitive to step up your marketing during the downsides and it's sometimes painful to spend the money to do it but i've always found that most companies knee-jerk reaction is to slash their marketing budget just like everybody went into covid mode and looked at every subscription and poured through their credit cards to make sure they weren't being overcharged for other subscriptions and licenses that they no longer use. But it's really the opportune time to maintain somewhat of a marketing budget because nine out of 10 of your competitors have completely stopped. Well, I just, you know, again, I'm going to go back to my very long history with you, your family, and the, and the album business, because for those that don't know you well or know about where Zookbinders came from, you're a second generation bookbinder. And... Um, Anybody who came up in the world of, of leather craftsmen and Capri albums and the, the whole New York, Long Island, borderline mafia of wedding albums, you, know, you, you come from those roots, and I say that in the nicest of Jewish ways, uh, that, that you come from a very skilled family of this business. You modernized, you moved to Chicago, and, and you've got a business, and, and I, I, you know, I love technology, but I'm also an artist, and the quality of the books that I deliver after doing weddings for, for like I said, pushing four decades, I, I, there's nothing more important. Uh, as, as you know, not the people who are not watching on this podcast, uh, while I was cleaning up my garage a couple of weeks back, I was showing you a couple of albums that I had in my garage from the late 80s that were made by your dad's company. So... I know I think the integrity of your product and your ability to stay on top of technology is absolutely paramount. Um, uh, again, you've had MCVO now in, in, in motion for a decade, and, and it took you nine years to beat me over the head hard enough for me to see it. So, uh, again, I thank you for that. Here's a big question. For anybody who might be thinking about offshore or outsourcing in any way, what sets... MCVO aside or apart 
from those other companies? How do they measure if if given three mousetraps, how can the average person, whether they're in the events community, a photographer, or someone who just needs bookkeeping services, how do they measure how good the mousetrap really is? When we first started as Zookbinders looking for outsourced companies, we did the Google search and started asking around and interviewed many different companies in Manila. And what we realized is we didn't know what questions to ask because this was all brand new to us. So we've been a client of outsourcing for five years and now a provider of outsourcing services for almost four. And what really sets us apart is we will have a consultation and we will talk through potential positions that would work. So I'm a, my, my partner and I have both owned and operated businesses in the U.S. for 25 plus years. There aren't many outsourcing companies in the Philippines or India or any other place that can make that claim. So because we understand the industry, we can give really good advice. And there's sometimes we'll talk to a client that's interested in doing it. And after assessing them, we'll say there really just doesn't seem to be a really good fit for you. Or conversely, you're thinking it might be this position, but an actual easier first step might be this position. We really just need to understand we act as consultants. I mean, I'm a, a self-identified business junkie. I'll talk to you about business, sports, or music all day long. I mean, literally, I could talk all night long about it. So learning about other people's businesses, their challenges, and sometimes it takes 30 minutes into the conversation to really understand what the real problems are and what the real roadblocks are. And I can assess if they really have the appetite for it or not. So we're really consultants. And because we've been there, done that, we can be honest and make recommendations that are meaningful as opposed to just being an order taker, which is what most outsourcing or any staffing company effectively is. So at face value, I think that the way you propose this, the way you and Cherry have created this concept, uh, the fact that she has the Filipino background and understands the culture the way she does, I think you know, huge kudos to you guys for what you've done. And, um, and I understand you've made an opportunity for our visual community to be able to have a little promo or to have a reason to have a call with you. What is the offer that you are offering to the visual community? I'm, I'm happy to have a consultation understand your business. It may feel like an interrogation. I'm going to ask you a lot of questions about your business to really try to assess. And some of the questions may be, how profitable are you? Are you looking, are you, are you doing great? Are you looking to just cut costs so you can make more money? Or is this really a defensive act? And you're looking ahead after COVID wrecked your business in 2020, looking for ways to climb out of it and stay financially viable. These are all parts of the equation here. And we will generally be able to hit on a roadmap of one, two, or three steps that they can implement to try to reduce some costs and move them forward. So I'm going to put all of your social contacts uh, and the promotion that we're talking about in the show notes because part of your talent of your team is uh, is is on my regular radar. I'm going to give a big shout out to uh, to Mako and to Eliza and to Isa. Love you guys. Really appreciate all that you do for me and for my team uh, and all your coworkers uh, at MCVO. And uh, I really huge shout out to all of you. 
you you have really made COVID and all the craziness we've been dealing with here much, much, much more manageable. I really do appreciate it from Allison and Monica and from myself, from our whole team. Thank you all very, very, very much. So, Mark, I thank you again for taking the time and, and talking to our listeners. I really appreciate for how you handle not just your bookbinding business, but now for your talent outsourcing business. I think it's fantastic. Uh, again, kudos to you and Cherry for that. I wish you a great 2021. Thanks again for being part of the show. Thanks for having me, Jack. It was awesome as always. Hey, everybody, visual listening audience, it's been great to have you back with us. Uh, 2021 is only getting better. We've got a big uh, inauguration coming on Wednesday. So whether you're on the left or the right of the aisle, we all got good change coming down the pike. Thanks to everybody for being on the show, for coming and tuning in on a regular basis. We really appreciate the Apple Podcast reviews. Download the episode, share it with your family and friends. I'm Jack Hartsman, your host, and we'll see you next time. Thanks. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to Visual Wow. If you like what you heard, like us on Facebook, Twitter, and tell your friends. Go to visualwow.com for more info. If you didn't like what you heard, just keep it to yourself. Know a pro we should be talking to on the show? Drop us a line. Talk with you next time on Visual Wow.